Welcome back to the Escape Road Podcast. My name is Fung, your and host. I'm, I came in a little bit early. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> what are you doing? Sorry, sorry I'm Ron. I think I'm a, little, I'm a little keen, a little bit keen. Oh, man, you, you are keen for the podcast keen tonight. Keen Apologies. <laughs> What's going on? Not too much. We just uh, got through, well, I went through two hours of jiu-jitsu. You went through three hours. Yeah. First and week back, first week back. Yeah, first week back and first day back to do three hours must be... A killer. Yeah. Um. Actually, I, I feel sore all over. You could you, you could see when we were rolling on the mat. Yeah. I started cramping everywhere. So. <laughs> that was, that was, uh, that was I think that's how I got out of that last submission, <laughs> which you always had me in. Yeah. And I was like, cramp. I was like, yes. That's, that's so annoying, but <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, you know, it happens. Yeah, for sure. What do you got for me today, man? Okay. So today I thought it was, it would be interesting because... Last week, my company, well, my department went on a two-day offsite. Um, on these business offsites, basically what we do is we go to some other place that's not the office and we essentially go through, um, you know, that we have presenters, we have team building exercises. I yeah. love those. Are those yeah. those cliche team building exercises? This one's actually pretty fun. Oh, yeah? I'll, I'll, I'll give you some detail in a moment. Um and it's 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 kind of like a um, a way for people to almost I don't I wouldn't say speak freely but be more involved in you know asking questions because we have you know speakers or presenters from different departments from higher ups from externals and sure. you sort of ask them about just a lot of questions it's, sure. it turned out to be pretty interesting and one of the pros as well was that we did the offsite at um, at a law firm. At um, finance guys going to a law firm. Yeah. How about that? And the views at that place were like 60 floors up. It was, it, it was nuts. It was nuts. Probably the best view of Sydney I've seen, maybe top three. Okay. Yeah. It was, it was amazing. But uh, one of the, one of the team building exercises was, the, was doing a personality test. And, we're a big team. There's a lot of people we don't really know that well because we don't work with them um, on a on a daily basis. But you know, sometimes we do need to ask them for help or work with them. So it's good to sort of know what their um, what their personality type is and how to deal with them in a in a um, th- the best way that we can. Okay, yeah. Um, and the the other the other also personality test was one of the team building exercises. The other one was Lego building. Oh, that was really cool. Those. So we, so what we did was we sort of uh, grouped up in groups of like uh, I think f- five or six, and each of those groups were given a box of Legos. Yeah, and we had to build it. Okay. The kick is there's no instructions. Oh. So we had to sort of figure out, uh, you know, work out uh, just based on the picture of the box how to build it. About ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes left, or maybe twenty minutes left, they give us the instructions. And then we sort of like, well, for me, for our, our team, we had to basically have to, you know, break down the whole thing and rebuild it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how yeah. do you fix that once you get instruction? Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was very much team, team building, Lego building. Um, yeah, that, that was, uh, I thought it was a very constructive couple of days. But the whole point of that was, I thought, hey, you know, I work with my manager in this way and I sort of know roughly what his personality is. So I sort of know roughly how I should really be dealing with him or a more effective way to, to deal with him and, and, and other people as well. And obviously we've been doing this this podcast for, for a while now. We've been friends for a while now. 
you know, we deal with each other the way that we naturally do. We're mates, yeah. We're mates. Yeah. So, but this this might give us a little bit of a better idea on the personality types that I am and the person types that you are. That's interesting. So what, what we did was um, we did a... So before you, you continue, so this actually tells you, well, gives you an idea of how we work together professionally? Not, not how we work together, but if we were to work together, how you can deal with me the most effective and the best way. Okay. So this, this, particular, um, this particular personality test is from, it's called the Merrill Reed um, personality type test. What's it called? Merrill slash or dash read. R-E-I-D. I'll, I'll send it to you after anyway. Okay. But essentially, this breaks down into four different personality types. There's, there's other personality tests where there's, uh, you know, 16, there's 24 different personality types. But I, I think for the, you know, for, for this purpose, I think four is, is good. So they're broken down into driver. They're the people who likes to lead, likes to drive. Obviously, expressive. Uh, these are people who like to be, like to be heard. Um, they like to be, um, they're very goal oriented. Sorry, 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 that was driver. Goal, uh, sorry, expressive is they're people oriented. They like to be the center of attention. They're talkative. Um, and there's analytical, which is, um, they're they're a little bit more serious. Um, they're a little bit indecisive. They're persistent, ask a lot of questions and have pretty good attention to detail. And the last category is amiable. So these are people who are personable, they're patient, they're a little bit uncomfortable with risk, they're mostly not confrontational, they don't really like pressure, um, but they enjoy the company of others. So before I get to what my one is, I will give you the results of what you are. Okay, so before we did the, we, we started the podcast, Ron actually ran me through the test. And now, because I don't know what, what personality type I am, I just ran through the questions and he's going to give me the answer. What do you think you are? Based on so you got what I gave you. So you got driver, expressive, analytical, and amiable. Amiable. That's okay. right. I think I am expressive. Expressive. Okay. You are. You actually split pretty much down the middle. Um, almost, you know, forty forty. Analytical and amiable. So the other twenty is driver and expressive. So you actually mostly amiable. Yeah, I see that. And slightly less analytical. Okay, yeah. I, but I, you are okay. not very much expressive and not very much a driver. Not very much. That's not very much a driver. That's interesting. Um, so just, just to give the listeners um, an idea of how this, this test is run, there's basically 20 questions. And each, question, and each of these um, 20 questions is basically four keywords. And of those four keywords, you just choose the one that you think Describes you the best. It's not, it's not even a question. It's just no. like four words. Four words. Which ones you relate to, to the it. most. And, and the best way to really um, answer it is just off the top of your head, which one you think you are. So then you are analytical and you're amiable. So how do you, how, how do you respond to that? I, no, no, surprisingly, surprisingly, I do agree with that because I'm definitely not a driver. Uh, between because I'm I'm relating this uh, to my brother Jay because we like him and I we usually work uh, together and he's more of the one that pushes and focused on the goal which which, which whichever one it is right so, so you you think he's a driver I do do you think I, these describe him aggressive rude abrupt uh basic need is 
to be in control. Yes. <laughs> Task oriented. Yes. Very clearly defined goals. Committed. Determined risk takers. And efficient. Inefficient or efficient? Efficient. Oh, well, for sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, t- totally. Yeah, no, I, I can totally see that. Um, but coming back to my thing, now that you've actually given me the personality answers, as in like the, 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 the results, sorry, I see it. Analytical in a sense that I like to break things down when I do my DIY stuff. Sure. Yep. Right? So I can see that. I can see uh, that. Yep. Amiable? Would you say so? So you you so in in here the description is that uh, you're very team oriented. You're naturally supportive of the efforts of others. People appreciate your helpful and careful nature, and the way you respond to the needs of others. No, I see it. I like to be of service. You know, you're personable, patient. I think you're patience is mostly patient. I think depends on what though. Patience, yeah, so, patience is depend on what. So that, that, that's why personality tests aren't always the the the, the great you know the end of the be all right yeah. because. You're putting, you know, a whole bunch of people into four categories. Some people are going to look at some of these words and be like, "No, that's not really me." But others, yeah. Well, I do, I do appreciate how it's this, this, this. They give you like, you know, the split between what and what. So that actually gives you an, a more of an open look towards your, uh, in regards to your personality. Mm. So yeah. So since you are, uh, your 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 primary your 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 primary style is amiable. And your secondary style is analytical. Mm-hmm. And you got to give me those uh, those answers. That that'll be very interesting. Like I, I, I find this personality test really like it. Can't, it resonates with me. I mean, it, it makes you, it makes you think, right? It does. It does. It makes you think, like, okay. So, I mean, let, let's let's be honest. Like, Jay seems like a driver, but he could do this test, and it could turn out to be expressive and amiable. I'm going to give I'm going to give this test to to him. I want to see how he reacts to this. It would be very very interesting. I'll, I'll come back with the next podcast with the answer. Mm. So if you're someone who's analytical, um, sorry, amiable, and you want to deal with somebody who is expressive, for example, because Jay could be expressive as well. I don't think so. <laughs> Accept their openness and friendliness. Don't let them waste a lot of your time. Don't give too many details. Conclude by appealing to the ego. Yeah, then maybe that doesn't sound like uh, doesn't really sound like. No, Jane. it's not. So, I don't remember exactly what my, you know, what the breakdown of my one was. Oh, you didn't save it. No, no. no. So for for me, for mine, I I know what I am. I just can't remember the exact breakdown. Okay, so what what are you? I want to know. Okay. Number one, almost fifty fifty, like you know, forty forty forty, amiable. And what do you think the other one is? Analytical. Exactly. You are so analytical. How how is that not like a primary one? I mean, in this, uh, well, I'm I'm primary amiable because I think, I think it's just by by one point. Okay. So I'm I'm basically fifty fifty. Okay. So how, okay. So what do we? What can we learn from this in terms <laughs> of like our interaction together? That we are basically the same kind of same kind of person, even though we we feel like we're very different. I think if you think about how we interact, I, I do see how um, I, I do see how there's certain amiable, certain analytical traits coming through. Yeah, when we interact. So if if you're amiable, which you are, and you were to deal with someone who's also amiable, you will relate well with other amiables. You are assuring, but also confident and assertive, um, and you don't wait. For them to be totally comfortable with decisions, I, th- I think I think that makes sense. 
this is actually giving me a lot to think about. And on, on, on the flip side as well, um, if you're analytical, yeah, analytical and dealing, dealing with someone who's also analytical, you want to keep control. You want to be friendly, present both sides, um, and close early, then you feel comfortable. So don't go too off into the facts or the stats. Just close a little bit. Yeah. Bottom line. That's it. You know what, though? I like the nitty-gritty. I like the details. And that's why you're analytical. I, I, th- th- that's, that's actually quite fascinating to hear that. And it actually makes me really think about how I interact with people. So here's, he um, for somebody who's analytical, you can be in, con- um, in conflict. You can be, um, I, I don't know, I, I don't think this is true for analytical, for, for you, um, can be whining, sarcastic, and negative. Me? I, I, don't, I don't think you're, you're that at all. So that, that's why these are not perfect, but I think maybe I, about I, 85, 90%. I, I think Abby would disagree. <laughs> she would disagree with what you just said. She would agree with what the, the result, I think, mm. for sure. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's probably because we're, we're bros. I'm not going to like yeah. whine. That's going to be annoying to you. But like, since I'm intimate with Abby, <laughs> then that's a whole different ballgame kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So if, if, you're, if you're amiable, you know, in conflict, you can, you're, you're likely to be passive, uh, lack conviction, and you, you show a lot of avoidance. So avoidance from making decisions or avoidance from conflict um and that's that's just an amiable person i I think that that that's very um descriptive for someone that's that's amiable and the basic need for someone who's amiable is security so something like reassurance or yeah security and for someone who is analytical you need to be correct so interesting yeah i'm actually quite fascinated with this and i think i want to read more into this after the podcast but it's definitely important Excuse me. Um, it's definitely important to know this stuff. It, it's actually quite interesting to hear the result because it makes, it makes you think, well, for me anyways, it makes me think of all the interaction I had with people and also think about my own habits and, uh, you know, my, 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 my daily habits. Like how do I interact? How do I approach problems? How do I approach uh, different tasks? Well, and well he, he's, he's an easy part, right? You're mainly amiable, also mostly analytical. I'm also analytical and amiable. Which means to deal with me well is to think, how would you want to deal with yourself in the most effective way? How would you get the point through to yourself? How would you explain things to yourself? How would you want to be dealt with? That's probably the best way to deal with someone who's also analytical and amiable. Okay, let me ask you the question then. If, if yeah. you, you've given me that uh, analysis of the answer, yep. how do you deal with me? How do I deal with you? Who the, who the hell knows? I just do. <laughs> you just do. <laughs> oh. Well, what? What? I mean, what's? Uh, I mean, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to. It's hard to. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an example. How I deal with. Um, I won't say extremes, but I would say, at times when you're a little bit too excited yeah. about an idea. Okay. Yep. So I think that's kind of why I thought you might be a little bit more expressive, a little bit more driver because you 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 do think quite far ahead like sort of um end game that's what i was that's what i yeah. thought as well i thought i'd, I'd lean more towards those mm. uh, those aspects mm. but uh, yeah 
Well, I mean, here's the just can just just remind me of that question that you just had uh, after me making this point. But what they said was in during the um, the offsite after we did this personality test was that what your um, personality has shown to be might not necessarily be what you were five years ago or ten years ago. Mm-hmm. You might have grown into this amiable, um, analytical kind of person. You okay. could have been a little bit more of a driver before. Yeah. And also, this does not really lock you in into an amiable and analytical person either. It's just a, a snapshot of this point in time of what you yeah. are and who I you mean, are. On, right? on, a, on a different day, you could answer a slightly different. I mean, you probably still would be pretty close to this. But I mean, there's there's definitely um, very uh, you know variations, and you you can certainly be somebody else if you wanted to. You can definitely be more like a driver. This really reinforces the whole aspect of like uh, looking the uh, having a gray sort of worldview. Gray in a sense like you don't look at things black and white. It's more of like a malleable uh, malleable path that you should really look yes. into, kind of thing. So it's it's sort of important um, from what I'm getting, by the way, with with this whole um, this whole test. It's it's sort of important to know yourself at any point in time. So whether by obviously doing this sort of test or sitting down and journaling and talking to a mate, all these things can help you develop a view of yourself and understanding yourself, uh, having this self-awareness, I think it's really important if you want to uh, have a high level of self-development and entrepreneurship. Exactly. Do you, do you agree? Absolutely. So if, if in, in order to be, let's say, a, a good entrepreneur, you might, you might need to be more driven. You might need to be more expressive. So the fact that you know, you and I are kind of low on those two things. Doesn't mean that we can't be entrepreneurs. It just means that we have to work on certain certain um, sort of the way we 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 deal with things in order to become more driven, more expressive. So, I mean, would you say that this podcast, how we created this podcast, right? Would would that would that count as an anomaly? The fact that we started something, like we would we were driven to start something. Not not necessarily. Because once again, you are two out of twenty driven, <laughs> one out of twenty expressive. How, and, how do you, how do you I, rate in those categories? I, I think I was I was pretty similar. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. Maybe like pretty close, pretty close. So it might just be those those one on twos, which got us to build this. Build this. Mm. It just so happens that we have just enough of those two things to get this going. <laughs> Personality, and, and serendipity. That's right, and, and you also might just have enough of the of the driver to keep pushing this forward. Yeah. Whereas, you know, I'm a little bit more amiable. I, I'm sort of coming I, along I for the think, ride. I think that whole driver side of me, it's something that uh, has been instilled. Like it's in, it's been enforced, or rather influenced by other people around me. Right. So, what does Tim Ferriss say? And I like to quote Tim Ferriss because he's one of my guys I I like to follow. He says, "You are the average of of the five closest people around you," and that's. I find that really true. So, so back to your question about how I, how I deal, deal with you. Yeah. So you, you, I think I, I've said this before, but you do get very excited about certain um, projects or certain business ideas and you think very, very far ahead. You think about, okay, year one, year two, year three, which is a good thing. And that's kind of your analytical side as well, where, where you could be. The issue, the issue there is that Sometimes I don't think you think about the nitty gritty, right? The nitty gritty, yeah. sort of the short term. How do you get this thing going? How do you sustain it? 
you know, money-wise, how do you sustain something? And, you know, I, I think in, in that respect, um, I'm a little bit more analytical than you in, in those instances where I do bring in some of the seriousness, some of the um, asking a lot of questions, <laughs> attention yeah. to details. That's true. That's so true, yeah. And and sort of that's where I, I think I think sort of that's where you bring it back a little bit and become a little bit more amiable. You know, you're a little bit more um, un- understanding of the risks. You're a little bit more understanding of what you are sort of getting yourself into. Yeah. I mean, I did, for example, Just, I'm just going to give an example of like how you dealt with me. Like, remember in the last podcast, the last episode, the one that's going to be released tomorrow. Yes. On the 12th of this February, which means last week. If you're listening to this now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> last week's <bit>, episode. <laughs> <laughs> so there was one part where like the conversation got a little bit, uh, how, how do I put it? Uh, which, which part was that? So when we talked about the podcast, how, like, oh. you know how I was like, we could make $100,000 a month. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that, that's, that's the where, where I'm super amiable and yeah. sort of super analytical where I'm, I'm, I'm not as, I'm, I'm a little bit more passive. I, I like conviction. Yep. I'm a little bit more avoidance of those kind of talks and those kind of yeah yeah no plans. And, and my point my point being is that like I've I've actually thought about it and I'm like yeah okay well I'll I'll, I'll set things down a little bit uh I'll I'll figure out a way to get there but obviously there is not going to happen tomorrow but but this is where your one out of twenty expressive comes yeah. in that's where you are um positive. You're enthusiastic. You're almost dramatic, right? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Dramatic is actually quite a good word for this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's, that's kind of where, um, I think that's also where the, the, the driver side is, is a bit lacking, I guess. Mm. Um, because obviously to, 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 do, to get through that, you know, we need to be very task-oriented, um, very clearly defined goals. I think those goals are not clearly defined. I think we sort of want to be somewhere, but when we don't really have those milestones or those steps, you really. Know, you know the funny thing, though. Um, sorry to cut you off, by the way. The, the the funny thing is, like, people don't actually talk about this. When you look at uh, social media, uh, Instagram, and anything to do with entrepreneurship or self development, they don't, they always talk about you could be this, you could make this um, this much, like a million dollars, like uh, insert the amount of of dollars in there, but they never talk about. Um, the hard work or the progress, the process that comes with it. And I think the only, the only person I've seen, right, it could be many others, but the only person I've seen that talks about the, the grind and also the, um, the process of things is Gary Vaynerchuk, right? And that's, that's why it's important to think about this stuff. And-, and, and I think that's kind of where I was sort of thinking when you were giving me those stats about 100 grand a year or whatever. That sounds all good and stuff. But it's, it's, sort, of, it's sort of like... Okay, so that, that's, that's the goal, or it could be the goal, but what are the steps to sort of get there? Yeah. And for me, those, aren't, those are not clearly defined. So I can't, really, I can't really go on that sort of mental journey with you to this 100 grand a month <laughs> because I can't, I can't see the steps to get there. I mean, may, maybe you do, you know, there, there might be very big milestones or very big um, sort of targets to hit, you know, but, but for me, it was just a little bit harder to see. So. That's that's where my analytical side sort of comes in, and sort of pours water on the driver side of you. Yeah, I, I, dude, I I think uh, what you've this this personality test or this re, this episode rather is is a good supplement to the previous episode that we did. 
Yeah, I, I think yeah, so. Yeah, I mean this this would give us a pretty good idea of, um, well, give give you and I a pretty good idea of why we say the things that we do and why we think the way we do, even though we're very similar. You know, there's there's still there's there's reasons why, some in in some aspects, you're more of a driver, more expressive, you know, more analytical than than you. I mean, guys, what do you think? Do you agree with Ron? Do you agree with me? Do you, like, do you have things to say? Uh, have you done the test? You know, if you do, if if you want to do the test, we'll have that in the show notes. But if you do, please let us know what the, what type of person you are and like how do you think the result impacted your thoughts. Uh, that'll be very very interesting to, to see. And obviously, you can always contact us on our social media page on Facebook, Instagram, or, or rather. Yeah, I think I'll I'll, I'll find a, a link to a similar test and we'll chuck it on our show notes. But just just to um you know make one more very quick point, the the whole you know, analytical, driver, amiable, and expressive, they're all kind of relative as well. So even though we're, we're similar based on this, this test, you, you could very well be, compared to me, 50% driver, or that could be your main, your main trait, main personality compared to me, whereas I'm almost 100% analytical compared to you in, in, in this um, sort of uh, relativity. And also, you know, just to reiterate again, you know, what we are today is not what we are, what we have to be in six months, a year, you know, five years time. Yep. So again, that's basically means that self-awareness is not something that's concrete. It's always going to be evolving. Yeah. I mean, you could certainly, certainly work on it. So we, we have a, a part two to this. Um, and this is a sort of a question which I think we thought about a while ago, but we never really touched on it. This whole thing about expectations. Oh right, yes. So, so today's topic, like, uh, one, uh, would you call this a main topic? Oh, I think this is part two. Part two, part two of today's part episode. two. So, this I reckon the overarching topic of the uh, of the day of the podcast is rather basically self awareness. Right. I'm going to ask you this question because I, I I haven't seen your answer yet. I, I don't actually have any answers because I I actually put these together. But so I think I'll just sort of let's riff, bring it out. Yeah, let's riff. Let's vibe. All right. Um. So expectation let's see so the, the the main question of that we have here is do you live your life based on the expectation of someone else do you measure yourself compared to someone else right um so the first question that i have for you is who is that someone the the overarching question about do you live your life based on expectation of someone else or do you measure yourself to someone else i i, I would have to guess very very few people don't do that right I think most people have someone they either look up to or think that they are kind of cool or some, someone that they really compare themselves to or, or live their life hoping to please somebody or meet their expectations. Right. We're and, a social animal, right? Humans yeah. are social animals. So we, we obviously need to have the, 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 the approval of our peers. That's right. And, and I think for most people, um, it's usually a parental figure or some, some, someone in the family um, for those who might be coming from a not a good home, it might be some somebody else. It might be a teacher, or it might be um, the jujitsu coach, for example. It could be it could be it could be anybody. I think for me, I think you know, do I live my life based on some expectation? Absolutely, yes. Who is it? I think it has to be my dad. I is think. he is he like the central person that you like uh, think about when you're trying to achieve something? Um, not when I'm achieving somebody more like I want to, uh, um, yeah, yeah. You, you, you could say that it's more, I want them to be proud. 
you know, my dad and my mom, I guess they're kind of close. Um, you know, I, I obviously want them to be proud of what I'm doing, of what I'm, um, what I've achieved. And also I think most importantly that I'm, you know, comfortable, happy, healthy, and I guess have purpose or think I have purpose. I think those are the sort of the main things which I sort of work on in order to almost meet their expectations of, of, of me. Next question, man. So I'm not sure if you answer this one with the answer of the first one, but do you compare to this? Uh, like, uh, do you compare yourself to your dad? Maybe not fully. Cause I feel like he is quite a different person. He's a little bit more traditional, a little bit more old school. So I wouldn't compare him in terms of, well, so I, I would compare myself to him in the sense that I, I want to be living a, he, he always says, but you know, being a productive member of society, I think he is that. And the way I think, you know, I, I want to also be a productive member of society. So in that sense, I, I do um, compare myself to him. Right. So um, does he, does he participate in like um, local events? No, no, not, not so much that. Just, just, or... you know, pay your taxes, be a good citizen, you know, be nice to your neighbors, whatever. It's, you know, th- those kind of things. So just don't be a drag on, on society. It's kind of a low bar, I know. Um, but is there somebody else? I mean, I think growing up, I think I'm, I don't know about you, but, you know, I've, I've always been comparing myself to or measuring myself to my, my peers. So my younger, my younger self would be comparing my, um, myself or measuring myself to my friends who are, you know, in marks at school or, or um, yeah, because you, you mentioned this before because um, a lot of people, a lot of your friends were, considered successful in terms of like uh like high marks and what yeah like. yeah yeah so that that was kind of a measure if if i was not doing well it means hey i, I got to do better because i'm not measuring up very yeah. well to to these people and sort of as, as i grew up it you know it becomes a different person so in in um in high school it might be this person in uni it might be that person who's always who you know works as little as me but always get good marks that kind of thing i'm like hey man you know why 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 does he put in you know a little bit more effort than me but also always get great marks comparison is the kill of joy man. yeah i mean that's 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 exactly it and then and then once you know i've moved you know out of study and, and into the um into the workforce it's always comparing my how long i've been in the industry and comparing somebody who's been in a similar amount of industry and you know where where they are in terms of their career progression that's always a, a thing mm. and so- it's do you think that comes down to the amount of hustle that you 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 are, for lack of a better word, lacking? I I mean, if if we're talking about somebody who is very successful at my age or close to my age, and you know, been in the workforce for as long as I have, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I probably lack a little bit of initiative or lack a little bit of that drive, ambition to be, you know, great at everything that they they do. Yeah, and so sometimes it is it is a little bit difficult to see somebody. Who's a high achiever or achieves a lot, which is kind of the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to move on to the next question. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. I, so do you, have you disappointed them or do you feel that you've disappointed them or you have not lived up to that expectation that they had? Um, I mean, I've never had that chat with my parents, but I don't, I don't think that they are, I, I don't think they're disappointed in any way. Well, would you want to have that conversation with them? Um, just to see where you stand? Not really. I'd rather not know. I feel like 
not knowing. I mean, like, do you think that the answer would be productive in any ways? Um, I don't know. I've, I've actually never really thought about it. But you know, whether I've disappointed them. I mean, if I have, that's probably it means I gotta, I guess, work a little bit harder. You know, but if they if they are, if I haven't disappointed them, then I guess I'm on the right track. Yeah. Well, but, if, if they've never brought it up, then yeah, yeah. I guess it's good. It's a good could thing. be, could be, yeah. Well, what, what about for yourself? I mean, you know, I, I think you have here. I'll, I'll just tell people your your answer in terms of who those people are. It's your your brother and, and your dad. Do you think, you know, you, you, are you comparing yourself to them? Are you? Do you live your life based on those expectations? I think I do it more often than I'd like. Okay. Okay. So I've, I've actually like had this talk with um, Abby. So when you when I read through the question um, and answered them like on Notion, I actually thought about this a lot. And this is a, a recurring theme in my life when I talk to Abby, right? It's 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 always always there. It's always my dad. It's always my brother Jay, right? I mean, it's not like I'm jealous or envious in any way at all. I just uh, for, for sometimes I just feel like, man, they are so focused. They are so driven. That do you think? Do you think they're further ahead in terms in, of their mindset? In terms of where you want to be, that's that's, that's a funny thing that you like that that uh, that you ask this question because I don't feel that their path is where is is where I want to be. And does that take pressure off you? It actually adds a little bit more pressure. Really? So it's it's funny, like uh, how I look at it, because like, hey, so they found their path. Where's my path? Because this is this is the only thing I've I've ever. Um, experienced in my life. So if if this is not my path, this is not my purpose, this is not my passion, then, then where the hell is it? Yeah, I just I, I really gotta uh, get my shit together and figure out what my path actually is. Uh, so in a sense, it's kind of a double edged sword. It's I, I basically have something to compare to, um, but at the same time, this comparison is is killing my joy. <laughs> right? It's 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 funny how I look at it and like that. So obviously you're you're on different paths, but is it the fact that you think that there are further along in their path than whatever your path is that you might feel that you, you you're not meeting their expectations, even though you're on your own path? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually do think like that because they have this totally different mindset than I have, and to them, I feel sometimes that they don't understand where I'm coming from, right? And sometimes it's kind of frustrating. So I just it's just something that I have to deal with, and and also just just a very quick aside, based on the personality test and based on what you told me about your dad, it sounds like he's more of a driver and quite expressive as he well. Is, I would say he's probably like ninety percent driver. So he's pretty similar to Jay, which is which makes sense why they are sort of quite goal oriented and and very committed to what they're doing, and that's why they are where they are, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean the the. The question, I don't know if you answered or not, but do you think you disappointed those people with where you are? I wouldn't say I disappointed them, right? Because I don't, I don't think they give a crap about it at all. It's not something like, you know, how we, um, uh, how we were talking about the, the, the test, how the drivers don't like to look at the nitty gritty. They just want to see the end result. So it's, it's not like I've disappointed them in any ways. It's just like for me, like it's, it's, it's all internal. It's internal speak for me, right? So it's, it's basically says that I feel like I've disappointed myself because I'm not up to their level. I don't have that same driver focus that they have, right? So because for me, like the way I see success for them, monetary success is basically their end goal from what I can see. But for me, success is defined by the things that I do. For example, 
I consider this a minor success, the podcast that we're doing, because we started it. We have some listeners. We have some followers, subscribers. And this is something that we focus on. It is something I've, I've, we focus on and definitely like it allows me to uh, explore my thoughts. That I consider a success because it's a medium that we've created to allow that to happen. So, I mean, I think that, that was also the next question of, you know, what does your success look to them? So, you, I guess, you know, for you being on a different path, you really have to be successful in that other path in order for them to really see the success because for to, them to, to to for them to acknowledge it right yeah. so it's because because they're so driver they're, they're so focused in like the end goal they basically want to see uh the fruit of my labor before they can consider that something impressive well this this is something that i think we talked to jay about about if he would ever start a podcast and he said he, he'll think about it but he just doesn't have the time it doesn't make money yeah so it's, it's almost like a completely different path to where he's on that's right and for him to start a podcast, he will have to start on that path and it's just not productive or something that he's really super interested in. So I, I guess to them, in order for them to see you as successful, you almost have to do what they do, right? In order for them to acknowledge or That's have right. some sort of measure yeah. that you're successful. Because they've already gone through that step. They've already made some, like, uh, they've made some results, right? They produce some results in, in the things that they do. And because I'm in the same game, they measure that success by the things that I've achieved in relation to what they do, they are doing, right? I mean, just to just to clarify, it's, it's not something that I'm disappointed or I'm uh, you know like frustrated by. It's really like a sort of beacon that I need to keep my eye on, hmm. right? I mean, how, how often do you do you think about it? Quite often, actually, quite often. And hmm. this is a conversation that I have uh, uh, with Abby a lot, hmm. right? So. The dilemma I have right now, for example, I'm just going to put it out there, um, is do I, right, as an entrepreneur, someone who owns their own business, do I go out and find a job on my spare time just to produce extra income? Is that, it's, it, it, this is me asking myself, is that something that's frowned upon in relation to my father and my brother, right? Why, why, why would they be frowning? Because to them, working for somebody is a no-no. Once you even make though the you're step, making money, even though you're making guaranteed money. Yeah. So even like basically that's, uh, that's, that's to them, it's just like, hey, you're working for someone else's dream. Why aren't you working for your own dream? But my retort to that is like, what is success? How do you look at it? I'm, I'm, really, I'm really focused in the gray area. I'm a big pro- uh, proponent of that. Whereas they, they're, quite, of that. they're yeah. quite black and white. That's right. It's dollar signs, right? Because I mean, for, for you... This this is what what we're doing now. It's kind of working for yourself, yeah. but they don't really see that as a, a, a thing that that kind of that puts you on any sort of measuring stick because it's doesn't make dollars. So, how, I mean, how how do you sort of view yourself? So, how do you view your own expectations in yourself? Are you? That's actually something I wanted to some clarifications. Like, how do mm. how, how do I answer this question? So, I think it's it's more a bit of self reflection. Of ask the question first. Okay. Okay, so the question here is, how do you view your, your own expectations in yourself? And how are you traveling in terms of reaching those expectations? Hmm, that's a, that's a very hard, like, for, I, I feel like it's a very hard question for me to answer because since I don't know what exactly my, my end goal looks like, it's, I'm actually looking at more like a, 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 a process that we are doing right now. So podcasting, photography, um, all, that, all that jazz, right? Jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu. Like how do they all relate? How do they all combine? Like these are all some of my interests, but like where is it, is it taking me? So, so how do I 
put an expectation on that. That's the really the the question that I have right now. And I guess I guess for me to answer that as well, um, before we started getting pretty close and, and talking about all all this stuff, I, I thought I was mostly meeting expectations in terms of where I am at the time and what I have achieved at the time. I thought I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. But now, now that we've had all these discussions over, you know, many many hours of many hours, and, uh, yeah, like <laughs> non-recorded or recorded. You know, I, I definitely feel like I'm not reaching. I'm I'm not at the expectations that I have of myself now. Even though I am comfortable, um, it's almost like the goalpost has sort of shifted back further now. You know, right before I was kind of right there. Now it's almost like, man, there's so much possibilities in terms of what I can be doing with my time, what I can be doing with my um, with my mind, thinking about ideas or whatever. It's the goalpost has definitely been pushed back a fair bit. So now I don't really think that... Is that, sorry, is that something that you've con- consciously done yourself, like pushing the goalpost? Goal yeah, I, I think, I think it's definitely, definitely organic. Um, it's the result of like everything you've experienced so far, yes, right? Yes. And if it wasn't for, you know, a, a certain experience, it's, and, and our very long discussions over many, many, many months, years, you know, I don't think I would have had this level of self-awareness in terms of where I could be. Cause I was, I was, I was pretty, pretty comfortable with where I was. I thought I was right. You know, that the goalpost is always, you know, moving back based on, you know, how long you've been on this earth. And I was sort of, um, right, at, right, right there. You know, every time it goes back, I sort of step, make a step forward. I was, I was right there. But now I feel like it's kind of all the way back. <laughs> all the way. It, my, yeah. even, my, even my biggest kick couldn't even, like could even like get close to it. So it's almost like I have all these things that I feel like I need to achieve in order to get close to that. I mean, it's like Gary Vee says, right? Look at, look at things in the macro, but act on the micro, right? So even though the goalpost has been pushed way back, what really matters is what you are doing right now to achieve that goal, to move towards a goal, not not even achieve it, to move towards it. Because the goalpost might change to something else, like further down the track. But what you can see the the, the the your one step in front of the other is always something that you can measure. I mean, what what are the steps to creating a hundred thousand dollar a month business? I mean, th- th- I'm sure there's steps out there, but there's zero guarantees that you'll even make a, a fraction of that. Because because now that my expectations are kind of out there, but I still can't even see where this hundred grand a month thing is. I think you know that, that that's why that's why as I mentioned before, I can't go on that journey with you because it's too far ahead, and my expectations for myself, even though it's been pushed back, it's it's not pushed back to that kind of. That like, kind of my question I have for you here, right? So, yes, that's a goalpost. The hundred thousand dollars a month is a goalpost that can be reached in a, in the span of like two to three years. My question for you here is that: How do you just dismiss that? Like, how do you not get not influenced but inspired by that? Because to me, it's a completely uh, a completely abstract idea that I I I have nothing to to grasp on. We have you know we we have this. We have equipment. We have some recordings, but. For, for for me, the the idea of making a hundred grand a month is it's it's always been business people. It's always been someone who has created their own business. Um, you know, they're they're entrepreneurs. It's always been bankers. It's always been people who who 
sell sell uh, you know houses or whatever. Th- th- those those are the kind of professions that I've always associated with the possibility of making hundred grand a month. Then what do you make of um, those guys, for example, that make that that are able to make a hundred thousand dollars a month? Sorry, a month doing podcasting. Just to, right. split, to narrow it down a little bit, they are the lucky few. I'm, I'm not saying they they haven't put in the work. I'm sure they 100 percent have, but not everybody can make 100 grand a month. Then the question now is: which, Are you willing to put in the work? Yes, I mean I, I don't know what that work is. <laughs> that's, so, that's the so. What is your the expectation of yourself here in in this podcast? Yes, you know it's it's only been a week since we've sort of briefly touched on this, but. My expectation of this is still, it's, it's still a hobby. Um, I, I can see why you think there could be a business out of it. I can see why you think um, there could be real dollars involved. I just can't go that far with you on that imaginative kind of exercise. I, I wouldn't call it imaginative. It's more like... Uh Setting yourself a goal. Well, there's that whole thing about realistic goals. It's a goal, but like, that, like you know how we were talking about it, uh, but just before how the goalpost might be pushed back, but the process of getting there, it's a foot, like a, sorry, a step at a time. That goalpost, a $100,000 goalpost might move somewhere else. It might become something else, but the process is not something that you can deny, right? You will never see this step to get to that, uh, that goal, because it's never going to be there. So, but like, if you look back, if you look in retrospect, you can see every single step that we've made to get to this particular point, to this very point, right? So that's why when I think about this, uh, this, this imaginative, like the, in quotation marks, like you said, right? This imaginative, uh, imaginative goal, to me, it's just like, all right, it's something that, a goal that I set. It's something that I'm putting my mind to, but what actions I take might lead me to some uh, to somewhere else, but it doesn't change the fact that we are going somewhere. Success might be different to what we are we we see it now. But what I'm trying to say is that the expectation, my expectation at least, is to make something out of this. Right? It's a process. We gotta love the process. We gotta love what we do. Right? It's a grind. Yeah. It's a grind, definitely. And and we've talked about this uh, via text as well. I mean, right? So yes. Joe Rogan level success, $100,000, eight episode seems really far-fetched, right? But he's been in it for 10 years. I'm sure if you, look, if you ask him uh, now, and he's said this many, many times, it's bonkers in his very words. It's bonkers that I'm sitting here right now, like I'm just quoting him, paraphrasing him. It's bonkers that I'm sitting here right now making this amount of money, doing what I'm doing, what speaking crap. Well, Sort of, sort of. Yeah, most crap. Just talking my mind, like just spitting out words on in, in in front of microphone, having millions of people checking out my podcast, listening to it. Right. That's that's the thing. And and you've seen like uh, people like MKBHD, uh, Joe Rogan. You they've actually put out a video of themselves back in the days how they look, and it looks like any other guys sitting in front of a table with two microphones in in their hands speaking, whatever they want to speak about. Can can I make a point as Go well? Ahead. So you're 100% right about Joe Rogan putting in the time to record for 10 years, you know, thousands and thousands of hours of recording. 
to become where he is today, making 30 million a year from podcasting. That's the latest thing I read, I think a week ago or something like that. How much? 30 million a year. That's crazy money. 30 million a year. So you you don't even talk about 100 grand a month. Yeah. (laughs) You talk about millions a month, right? We're spinning out pocket change here. $100,000 to him is pocket change. It's it's nothing to him. So, but but I think uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't call it a retort. I wouldn't call it a counterpoint. I would say I I would only just say that yes, there is definitely a the grinding commercial aspect of where he is today, of how he got to where he is today, making those millions. But the other big factor is that he's he's said many times before that if it makes no money, if he loses money, he will still do this because he gets good conversations from it. He gets to learn. He gets to um, spend time with with guests that normally he wouldn't be able to to have those kind of um, uh, discussions with. Right. And I'm right now. I'm probably more in that lane where I see it more as just an opportunity to to talk and an opportunity to, um, you know, we don't we don't make money. That's kind of where I am. It could also be. I get your point. It could also be my influences with the people that I hang around with the most, my dad, my brother, right? Like to them, monetary goal is the goal, right? So, and then like I take it back to, to our podcast, like, yeah, it, it's something that we enjoy. We both enjoy talking about this, dishing out our opinion, dishing our ideas and like uh, like just dancing our ideas together, right? Um, but obviously there's that influence of mine that says we could do something with this. We could make money with this, right? But yeah, yeah. In, in saying that, like it's, I guess it's it's something that I have for me to define where the goalpost. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's something that you need. I do. It's because it's something that I grew up. It with. can't just be something you. This can't just be something you do, can it? Without having the goal of thousand dollars a month, hundred thousand dollars a month, a million dollars a month, does that does that does there have to be a goal in order for you to to do this? I, never, no, I actually never thought of it like that. Because those goals don't have to be there. I'm st- I'll still be doing this. That's kind of where my, my thought is. I mean, obviously, I, I need a partner to do, to do this with. I need someone who's probably a little bit more driven than, than I am to sort of push this thing along. You know, you're obviously the driver of, of this. Um, but for me, I, I think this is sort of where my analytical and where my amiable side comes in. I'm here to support. I'm here to... Be analytical. I'm sort of here just just for the journey. Mm-hmm. To do something, to do something, just because. Yeah, I, 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 because I, I never came into this thinking that it could make money. I'm, I'm not saying that there's no podcast that makes money. I'm just saying that I didn't put those two things together as a yeah. as, as I seeing as as in terms of seeing this as a potential uh, revenue stream. It was just something to do. Because I already make money, not not a shit ton of money, but I'm comfortable. This is something to really just to get my mind thinking and, you know, spend time with a good friend. Your escape rope. It is Ooh, my escape rope. See what I did there. It is hundred <laughs> percent my escape rope. Um, could could that could that be could that escape rope be more than just that? hundred percent. Okay, let me let me tell you something though. Um, I think you're hundred percent right, but where my influences come from because I need money, right? Obviously, I need to to get like, I'm not in a comfortable spot like you are with, with a steady income coming every single week. Uh, I need to work for my money, right? So I th- I think that's also a contributing factor in of my course. thinking. 
because you're, you're spending time on something that doesn't make money right now. I, I, so you almost have to turn this into something that generates some sort of revenue. You know, we're, we're coming from very different, um, uh, different situations. Um, and I guess that's why you're more the driver here. There's less incentive for me to really push it towards a more than just conversation. More than just a hobby. I'm, I'm pretty happy where we are. That's, that's, a, that's a very, very interesting but thing to... Okay, I am very, very supportive of your, your drive of this podcast. I am 100% behind you, 100% supportive. Well, I mean, it, it is your podcast as well, not, not, not just... Well, in, I, in, I don't, I don't of drive the, this just because of myself. You of, know? of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. Um, I just can't see where you're driving it to. But I'm I don't along for the ride. I don't I'm know along either. For the ride. <laughs> I don't know where, where where this is gonna go either, man. Like, but I, I think that's kind of where exactly you know. Again, this is yeah. where Joe Reagan started. He didn't know where it was going. He didn't know it was going to be um, talking to you know Elon Musk or talking to, talking to people like um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, astronauts. He just thought okay. he'd just well, you know, fuck around with friends. In that case, uh, let's uh, take the monetary value out of the equation here, and. Um, since you, you just quoted yourself, you said yourself that uh, you're just doing this because of the conversation that you're having yes. with the guests that you meet and obviously the conversation that we had between us. Yes. Who is your ultimate guest to have on this podcast? Like who would you, like uh, who do you think about when you think oh, I'm going to have a podcast with this person that makes you really, really <laughs> excited about? You know, where, where we are right now, I'm super excited about just having my mate, Mr. Koyo on. That's already like a dream <laughs> guest already. Like this is oh, our man. first guest with somebody who is actually in, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, you know, your brother's not in his own business, but this is like a, a legit thing with multiple co-founders, which, you know, for listeners, that, that episode is, is, is coming. Um, but for, for me, more too much dream guest is, that's a pretty tough question. I, I, I think I will have to come back to you on that. I, I don't. Is that, is that food for thought though? Is that something that you would think about? Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think I'll have to loop back on this. So, I mean, like, you know how we, we were talking about goalposts. If we're going to turn that goalpost from, from a monetary value to who we're going to talk to, like have on this podcast, then obviously that's going to drive you to, to go somewhere with this podcast, right? Yeah. Like Matt Devella, right? So it's like, I, I like to listen to his, uh, to his podcast and watch his YouTube. His ultimate, like he says this every single episode or most episode anyways, he wants The Rock on his podcast, right? So that could be a goal for us if we kind of take this monetary ad- value out the door and never mention it again. So there, there are goals which are monetary, you mean? Yeah, yeah, like definitely. Crazy goals which are still non-monetary. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you who, who's your guest, who's your super special guest. I've got so many people, right? I uh, like I listen to a lot of podcasts, watch a lot of YouTube. Um, I think one of the person right now that I would love to talk to is Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon, who's that? A uh, YouTuber. He's he's been in the game for about three years. Got three million followers of uh, subscribers on YouTube. Runs his own. Um, Obviously, his own photography company has um, has a YouTube channel, and now does many random things leather uh, leather goods under his own brand. 
right? So he's like, check him out on his um, on his YouTube. He's very a very interesting bloke. He's Canadian, um, and just overall an inspiration for me. It's very hard for me to think about a guest that I really really want on. So I always think, you know, they they, they have pretty good conversations on on Rogan, for example, like guests on Rogan. But I'm just thinking. Is, is there really any questions that I, I can ask that Rogan already hasn't sort of asked already? It's, it's just, that, that's why it's kind of hard for me to think about a, an ideal guest or like a, the, the dream guest. But I think I'll, I'll come back to, to that question. I'd be very interested to know who, who that might be. Yeah, I mean, hell, could be my dad. That, that, that could be... Hey man, if, could you, be something. if you're interested to have him on, then just let's chuck him on. Like it's it's up, it's our podcast. We do what the hell we want to do with it. Yeah, it would be interesting. It would be interesting. Shall we end it? That was a very very, I think, productive and revealing podcast. I think for for yeah, for, yeah. for myself anyway. And I think it's it should be more like this, right? It's less regimented. It's definitely more, more podcast material. Yeah, it was good. Very, very good podcast, I think. Anyways, guys, uh, you've been listening to the Escape Bro podcast with Fung and Ron. Thank you very much for listening. And by the way, if you do listen to us through Apple or iTunes or like Stitcher or Google Podcasts, please do leave us a five-star review. We'll be very, very happy to hear from you. And uh, people can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and on our website as well if they want to leave a comment check out the show notes it's all there for you to get for, for you guys to to check out i mean look again five star review please and also uh, we would love to hear from you i can't say this enough i want to hear from at least one of you to see like if if you enjoy our, our material um you know if you want to hit us up if you have something to ask of us we'll be more than happy to like feature your comment or like conversation yeah. on our podcast we'll, we'll we'll discuss your comment and we also have a Patreon uh, webpage. This is still something that we're improving on, but at the moment there's a uh, $2 tier, right? So it's just a donation that uh, you have, uh, that I, I have set for you guys. If you guys really do enjoy the show and want to support the show, that's there for you, could, yeah, for you guys to obviously uh, do what you want with it. it. I mean, these $2 might go towards a $2 cheeseburger or it could just go towards... Um... No, you do not want that cheeseburger. No, you're, you're, you're on a no, diet. Stop no, it. Yeah, you're right. Well, <laughs> it's going to go towards, I don't know, $2 worth of vegetables or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you help us out on Patreon, you are directly helping me on my diet journey. <laughs> I'll buy Please some. help. I'll buy go fund me. The <laughs> head of lettuce for you, man. man if, actually, if we do get that $2 in, $2 in, I will, seriously, that's going to be the first thing I'm going to buy for you, a head of lettuce, just for lols. I would. I would eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll, we're out. See ya. See ya.